G'day everyone. For those who came in late, you're listening to the X-Band, the Phantom Podcast. Who the heck am I? We'll get to that in a minute. Please subscribe to us via your favourite podcast player or YouTube and do not forget to leave a review. Now it's time for the song. 500 years ago, he washed ashore the sole survivor of a shipwreck. And upon the skull of the man who killed his dad, he said, I'm mad, I must eradicate piracy, injustice and cruelty. And all my sons will follow me, so evildoers will believe that this man cannot die. The Phantom, the ghost who walks. The Phantom, enemies beware, the Phantom's always there, but you won't find the Phantom. He finds you. We are the X-Band, the Phantom Podcast from the Chronicle Chamber. Our website is chroniclechamber.com and you can contact us on email via chroniclechamber at gmail.com. If you are a regular listener, you'll be wondering who the heck I am. My name is Matt Kime and I'm very thankful to the Chronicle Chamber lads for letting me steal their podcast for this session. Today, I'm going to be reviewing... The Sky Band, the second ever story by Falk and Moore. You might know me as the guy who wrote A Day at the Races. If you're familiar with that story, you will know that I'm a massive fan of Lee Falk and Ray Moore. So this review here for The Sky Band is something very personal to me. The Sky Band first appeared in American Daily Newspapers on the 9th of November 1936 and is set immediately after the events of the Singh Brotherhood. Diana believes the Phantom to be dead. Sala has saved the Phantom from the cruel Kabai Singh and has also revealed that she is a wing of the Sky Band. She is currently being held captive in an army hospital by Captain Melville Horton, who intends to find out more about the Sky Band. While he is at it, he should ask her how she transformed from some sort of Asian concubine to an American aviatrix in a matter of a few frames. Happy now? Get a good look. Before Horton has the chance to ask her anything, she breaks a mug over a randy soldier's noggin and makes her escape. This leads to a misunderstanding and before you know it, the Phantom is accused of helping her escape. He himself has to escape the army and track down Sala. We see the Sky Band in action and they are a very well organised band of Sky Pirates. Colonel Devon is introduced, and he and Horton are certain the Phantom is in cahoots with the Sky Band. The hunt for the Phantom intensifies. At this point, the Phantom turns up to tell Horton he is not one of the Sky Band. He doesn't really have any compelling proof. In fact, his decision to sneak into the army base to tell Horton he is innocent is entertaining, but kind of pointless. Horton directs his men to capture the Phantom, but they are completely useless. The Phantom gives a stack of them a skull mark on the jaw, which seems like a pretty rotten thing to do since these blokes are just trying to do their jobs. Why not turn the ring around, or maybe not punch them? Maybe just jump the fence and run away? Is there any need to womp these guys? Devil gets caught in a trap and the Phantom is captured by the army, taking us roughly back to where we started. We're six pages in now and really not a lot has happened. Devil manages to escape and hooks it to the jungle. The Phantom tells Devon and Horton he is not in the Sky Band again and ends up in a cell. 
Devil fetches Garan and the Banda, who come and knock out a bunch of soldiers with Thunderhead arrows. This is a nice touch, but at this stage I'm really feeling sorry for these soldiers. The Phantom is freed and returns to the Skull Cave, where he vows to catch Zala and the Skyband. He gets a message out to the jungle folk to be on the lookout for planes. This message is sent via the signal drums. from the Gligu people has the Phantom head to the Isle of the Herons. There he jumps in a canoe with the Gligu and starts investigating. The Skyband sees the canoe and decide it must be sunk. The Phantom and the Gligu survive and the Phantom decides to head to the Isle of Herons with Devil. Before too long he ends up in quicksand. Now, I don't know about you, but when I was a kid, I was terrified of quicksand. I was always worried that that was how I was going to die. Luckily, Devil helps him out. The Phantom is eventually captured by a tree. No, scrap that. A group of trees. If I was in the Sky Band and I saw I was on tree roster, I would be spewing. What a lousy job. Sal is back in the picture and she is all over the place. She loves the Phantom. She hates the Phantom. Sala needs to go and see a brain doctor. Naturally, she takes the time to explain the whole operation to the Phantom before bothering to take him to the leader of the Skyband, the Baroness. Phantom discovers that the Skyband are all women. Falk obviously loves this concept because he returned to it again and again in his career. The Baroness almost immediately falls in love with the Phantom. This is one of Falk's most repeated tropes, and I really like it. At this point, the Baroness and Sala are both madly in love with the ghost who walks, and he pretty much spends a large percentage of this story in captivity. This is another Falk trope. He lets the Phantom rest up in a cell while the other characters start to plot and betray each other. When you think about it, the Phantom really hasn't done much in this story other than get captured. And where the heck is Devil? We haven't seen him in ages. Suddenly, out of nowhere, and for no apparent reason, Diana has arrived in Calcutta and is met by Horton. They hop on a clipper and Horton tells her about how the Phantom is in the Skyband, but she doesn't believe it. Meanwhile, and also for no apparent reason, the Skyband decide to take the Phantom on one of their pirate raids. Just for the lols, I guess. And guess which plane they target. If you said the clipper, which Horton and Diana are on, you get 10 points. To protect Diana, the Phantom pretends not to know her and allows the Baroness to kiss him. Poor Diana. She's heartbroken. Horton is stoked. He's been wanting to cut the Phantom's lunch since the first story. The Phantom is whisked back to his cell in the island of Herons. Did I mention he spends this whole story as a prisoner? The Baroness and Sala start to resent each other. The Baroness sets Sala up, sending her on a mission she knows will be a failure. This seems like a costly way to get rid of a third wheel, but that's okay. Sala is captured by Horton and realises she was set up. Her revenge? Lead the army straight to the Skyband and the Phantom, who's doing what? 
Oh, that's right. He's in his cell. The army bombed the hell out of the Isle of Heron, just as they did two times earlier to the Singh bases in the Singh Brotherhood. But this time, the Baroness has a plan, and the Sky Band has already moved on to a new base. Very clever, Mr. Bok. Many flying hours away from the Isle of Herons, the Phantom and Devil are reunited. The Sky Band have a brand new base. The Phantom brings up the very valid point that Sala could bring Horton's forces here for another mass bombing, but the Baroness doesn't seem to care, and that idea is never brought up again. The Baroness is much more interested in talking about her new plan. Kidnapping wealthy passengers who are travelling on the Olympia, the world's largest blimp. It's worth noting that this scene was written before the Hindenburg disaster, and travelling on blimps was all the rage in the 30s. The Hindenburg was destroyed a month after this story uh, finished up in the newspapers. The story doesn't explicitly say how long the Phantom is trapped in his cell, but it's implied that at least a, a number of days pass. How does he escape? He trains a mouse and uses it to scare the women. He gets to the radio room and sends a warning to the Olympia before being captured yet again after the Baroness uses Devil as bait. Horton sets a trap for the Skyband, who come out seeking the Olympia. The greatest air battle of the Orient occurs, unheralded and unwitnessed. For some reason, the Baroness has brought the Phantom and Devil along. For some baffling reason, she orders her crew to unbind him and put a parachute on him before killing him. She shoots him in the chest twice at point-blank range, but he shrugs it off. Luckily, the Phantom is tough. bites down on her poison pill and her plan goes down as the Phantom uses his parachute. After making a few sexist quips, the Phantom and Devil find a doctor. The Phantom forces him at gunpoint to dig those pesky bullets out. Luckily, no vital spots were touched and the doctor praises the Phantom's amazing vitality. And to think, all these years I thought being shot twice in the chest was more than a slight inconvenience. Meanwhile, Horton is explaining to Diana that the Phantom was a hero after all, and he died in the aerial gunfight. Without giving her any time to process this, he tells her that he loves her and wants to be with her. 
Go take a cold shower, Horton. I mean, dude, be cool. Diana splits the scene, and in true Lee Falk fashion, the Phantom turns up just after her ship has left the dock. He's just about to fly out and intercept it when, when he and Horton hear the jungle drums. Looks like Diana will have to wait, because without their white messiah to keep them under his thumb, those darn savages have decided to have a war. Lucky the Phantom's family has been lying to them about being gods for the last 400 years. So, white supremacy to the rescue. How many times has the Phantom captured crooks who were using his own tricks against the natives? The Haunted Castle, the Scarlet Sorceress, Mermaids of Mallow Straits, Diana, Aviatrix Lost, the Ape Idol of the Darugu, the Jungle Tourney, Vampires of the Kokana, I've never known how to pronounce that, the Dragon God, the Fire Goddess, the Golden Princess, Largo, the Lake God, and many other stories feature the Phantom stopping people from pulling off the same scam his family has been using for centuries. Is the Phantom actually a villain? Hmm. Hmm, I should have stayed in New York. So, what do I think about the Skyband? I love it. In many ways, it's a far better story than the Singh Brotherhood. But it's a shame the Phantom has a relatively passive role in the story. Diana seems underutilised, but her few scenes are crucial to the story, and Falk has set the scene for many future stories where circumstances and misunderstandings jeopardise her relationship with the Phantom. Devon and Horton are terrific, and Sala is a real standout. It's a shame the Baroness didn't survive the story, but she went out on her own terms, and I think it was well handled. Moore hasn't quite hit his peak, but he's getting very close. He was a masterful artist, and his synergy with Falk was outstanding. I'm still hung up on the idea that the Phantom should be Jimmy Wells, and that he should live in New York. But at this stage, that's just wishful thinking. Falk's decision to make him a jungle-based character was the best decision he could have made at the time. It served the series very well for a few more decades before becoming a real liability to the character's popularity. So even though the Phantom could have slept through 80% of this story and it wouldn't have affected the plot at all, it's still a terrific romp and I really love it. But that's it for me. I'm going to hand this podcast back to the professionals for the next instalment. I want to thank them very much for allowing me to share my thoughts on the Skyband. Uh, I really do appreciate it very much, Chronicle Chamber chaps, so thank you very much. If you didn't mind this review and you're sort of interested in checking out some of my work, obviously 1850 is the story I wrote, uh, A Day at the Races. You can also check out my Facebook page, The Wrath of the Cursed Comic, which is a series I do. If you love The Phantom and want to be kept up to date with all things Phantom, make sure you follow the best fan site out there, The Chronicle Chamber. You can find it on Facebook, chroniclechamber.com. Phantom Collector Group, Twitter at Chronicle, Instagram at Chronicle Chamber, YouTube. Chronicle Chamber. The website is chroniclechamber.com and you can email chroniclechamber at gmail.com. Happy phantoming!